0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What lies beneath us? Do we really want to know? Earth may be the only inhabited planet out there and we know so little about it. The surface where humans live is such a small percentage of the planet itself. What if there's more below us? Author Jim Wickett presents us with his story, The Weirdest Thing While Walking My Dog, to remind us not to only watch the skies. If you like his story, be sure to check out his book, Text a Random Number 100 Times on Amazon for more fear or click the link in the description. While Walking My Dog by Jim Wicket. Hi there. I hope you don't mind an old man rambling here. My grandson pointed me to this site after I told him what happened the other night. He says I have a responsibility to tell the world. Easy for him to say. He's not the one risking a trip to the mental hospital. First off, some background. My name is George. I'm a retired linguistics professor and the proud owner of a clever golden retriever named Max. We live alone in the hills just outside of town. It's a great place to live, especially if you like the outdoors. I take Max for walks all the time. Well, not at night, not anymore. Last Friday at around 10 at night, Max whined and scratched at the door. I was getting ready for bed, but I could not ignore a friend in need. After all, how would I feel if someone locked the bathroom all night? I threw on some tennis shoes and walked out the door. Normally, I would have grabbed a leash too, but Max is pretty well trained, and I didn't think he would need one. Boy, was I wrong. It was a chilly and foggy night, so I hoped Max would make it quick, but he was in a mood to wander. He walked down a nature trail connected to one of the neighborhood roads. Max would stop and sniff things, but had no interest in using the bathroom just yet. After half an hour, I decided to put my foot down. Now, Max, you're going to have to go or hold it till the morning. I told him in the sternest voice I could muster. Max licked my hand, flashed a dog smile, and kept on walking. No wonder my students used to call me Professor Easy. He finally found a tree stump to his liking and went over to do his business. Suddenly he noticed something in the bushes, and just took off running. Max, I yelled as I ran to the edge of the overgrowth. Get back here! I was just about to chase after him when he comes bouncing back. In his mouth was a small backpack. He dropped it at my feet. and first I didn't know what to make of it. It was the size of a child's pack, but it was leathery and didn't have any cartoon designs or anything like that. I almost undid the strap to see what was inside, but then Max ran off again. This time I plunged in after him. If the pack really did belong to a child, I wanted to help any way I could. Hopefully I would be there in time to rescue him or her but I also braced myself for a possible gruesome discovery. What I ended up finding wasn't exactly gruesome, but it was weird. There was a small hole in the ground with a wooden frame supporting the inside of it. I bent down to have a closer look, and that's when I saw a tiny pickaxe. But that's not all. The dirt surrounding the hole was fresh. I brushed some of it aside and found more tools, shovels, rope clamps, even a few candles. All of them were miniaturized, like they were made for someone smaller than any human child. Max began to whine at me to leave. I left everything there except the pack. I took that with me. I wanted to see what was inside. After we got back home, I began to think rationally about it. Clearly, this was a child's play area that Max had now destroyed. I felt bad about this, so I opened the backpack to see if there were any identifying characteristics in it. Inside were more tools and a small notebook. I smiled at myself, at the cleverness of the child who had made these things. Max, however, wasn't as impressed. He kept whining at me and even barked a couple of times. I admit to losing my temper a little bit and shooing him into the kitchen where I closed the door. I sat down with a magnifying glass and examined the notebook. The pages were filled with a made-up language, The letters didn't resemble anything I'd ever seen. This child had a vivid imagination. But try as I might to convince myself that it was all a children's game, I couldn't help but think that there was something more to it. I tried to decipher the words on the page. Eight hours and a sunrise later, I was still working on it. Six days, that's how long it took me to complete one sentence. Of course, once I translated a few words, the rest was easier relatively speaking. I can now say I have a good understanding of what the book said. And for all of you, I have one message, prepare. The notebook was full of plans. The first stage discussed exploration of the upper world, what times were best to visit, what sort of creatures to watch out for, dogs included, what food was good to eat. The second stage discussed invasion, how to surprise the enemy, how to kill even the tallest ones, and most alarming, how to overwhelm them with numbers. Their number system is something I still haven't completely deciphered, but from what I can tell, the creatures have a population of about 45 billion, and every single one of them will be surging through holes around the earth sometime soon. When, you ask? Well, that's another tricky question. Their dating system is quite complicated. It could be next week, or it could be next year. For the time being, I'm enjoying long walks with Max in the middle of the day, and now I always have him on a leash.